New Zealand Property Management podcast, brought to you by Real IQ with your host, Dave Faulkner. In this edition of the Property Management Wine Time, we talk to Bindi Norwell, the CEO of the Real Estate Institute, along with the Head of Property Management, Joanne Ray. In this discussion, they've just released the guidelines going from level four to level three for the COVID-19 pandemic. We're really lucky to have Bindi join us in a very, very busy time for her. Hello, everybody. Uh, Welcome to Property Management Wine Time. Bindi has just joined us. She has been remarkably busy, as you can probably imagine, with everything that's going on at the moment. She's joined us by phone. Uh, We've also got Joe Ray on camera with us. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us on Property Management Wine Time. We know that you've been exceptionally busy. Thank you so much. How are you? So, I mean, Bendy, we'll start with you first, then we'll go and have a... We'll have a lot of questions that will come in. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, when did you realise that this was going to be, you know, this was going to be the event that what it was? Because uh, it really took us a lot of people by surprise. With the COVID? With the COVID, about? yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess what was really... Um what was really interesting is the fact that I think once we were in lockdown, um, you know, things moved pretty quickly to get into lockdown and, um, you know, those two days we had to prepare, but it was pretty easy. We all knew where we stood. It's pretty much stay at home businesses not operating, um, unless they can do it virtually. Um, and so I guess that threw up a huge amount. Um, but look, you know, that's past now. So our key focus is to, was to focus now on how life is looking in level three. And it's really pleasing. We did a huge amount, a huge amount of lobbying, um, not only with the REA, but just to make sure that ministers understood the importance of being able to get business moving, but in a really safe manner. And I had I had no idea of the actual amount of work uh, and level of sign-offs and you know you have to go to all sorts of committees and work safe and national crisis management centres and but I must say I'm really pleased with um, the fact that MB uh, and Minister of Housing uh, and Minister of Justice and have all been really good in terms of listening to industry feedback. Um, and helping us, you know, really try and work out a very workable solution for the property management industry um, and also, obviously, the, the real estate. So, look, I had no idea it would be this huge, but um, they're taking safety extremely seriously. So, and, 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 you know, we need to get rid of it. And, and of course, we have to get rid of it, but, but, but how, are, I mean, how are you coping with all of this? I mean, because you're, you know, in your bubble. You've got a young family. I mean, you've got to probably think about homeschooling them. I mean, how have you been coping with all of this? yourself personally personally uh well i guess 
because we've had we've had a huge amount of work on it, it's been a bit hard because pretty much stuck at your PC all um all your computer day in day out at the moment over weekends as well so we you know over easter last weekend was pretty much working and that takes a toll on the family um you know it was my daughter's birthday yesterday it didn't really you know it just been a huge amount of time but look i'm hoping this weekend we can actually um get on get as on life a bit because we will have some now certainty yeah. of what level three looks like but yeah it's it's tough but you know they've been coping really well they're just um hope homeschooling it's a bit different but i think um, as long as we keep focused and positive and, um, you know, the sun's shining and you can go out for a walk, it's it's good and it does take – you do, you know, I think we just look at things a little bit differently now. I mean, um, I mean, being, I think yeah. The of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, Bindi, I mean, there's worse places that you could be on the planet than New Zealand at the moment and um, – <laughs> And I'm just looking at your background here, Bindi. I mean, look, you've spent so much time in the UK. I mean, how how long were you working in the UK for? What what did you do over there in London? Ah, uh, about ten years. And um, look, it was a you know you go over overseas to think it's you go on for two years, and it was actually ten years later. And I thought it was a, it was a wonderful experience. Done a lot of travelling, like everyone does. Um, you know, got married in Portugal, had you know children in UK, and and then we decided that it was probably time to um, settle down and not travel, so, you know, as in have a bit of lifestyle. So, so your husband not travel so much. So, your, your, your husband you know. is he is he is he is he English? No, he's a Kiwi as well. Ah. Well, I'm not a Kiwi. So I'm Australian. Yeah. He's a Kiwi, and so I got offered a job when I was in the UK, and we thought, oh, what a great opportunity! But the job was in New Zealand, so it yeah. made it very clear of where we're going to move. So, <laughs> um, and I haven't looked back. I love this country. It's beautiful. It's love a, it. It's a great place. It is a great place. And Joe, if we can turn to you now, please, for a for a moment. So, Joe, you're, you've been involved in property management for a long time. You're the first of your kind, the head of property management for the Real Estate Institute. That's a relatively new position that's been created. How did that come about? I I just think we've seen our industry go from strength to strength. And uh, to be be fair, I started back in property management in 1990 um, when we were under under rhymes in terms of being um, licensed with our salesperson certificate. So you'd have to be fairly old to remember that. And I, I think the industry's just evolved so much. I can remember back in 1990 thinking, um, and I was working at a, a real estate office there, and just thinking, property management, people are missing an opportunity here, can't they see it? And I mean, I was all of 22 then, and, and thought, I, thought, you know, I knew all about it, and I, I can remember thinking at the time with my manager, wow, you know, you guys sort of, property management's just tapped on the side here, but there's so much more. And, Right back then, I realised that property management was going to be a good business to be in yeah. if you could get into it and run it. That was where I started. I started as a receptionist in a small business in Ponsonby way back then in the 1990s and made that decision that I was going to buy that rent roll all 27 properties. Right. Which was <laughs> not a big deal, but you know, it was to me. And, and that's where my interest in it started. And I, I've always had good leadership. And I think when we're in smaller businesses, we sometimes don't have that. And I see there's a great opportunity for Ryan to provide that structure, the updates, the information for those who are running those smaller businesses, not limited to smaller businesses, but I know our model in New Zealand, we do have a lot of small businesses running property management. And just to have those updates, 
to have that legal advice if you need it. Um, there's, there's a great opportunity for Rhymes to help work with our people, to educate them. But what's come out of COVID is how much sharing people are doing. Yeah. You know, we have some wonderful people in our industry that have been around for a long time. And actually, the newer people are coming through with all the wonderful tech ideas. But the older people have weathered some storms, like myself. Um, we've all come together and we've taken the best from each other that we can offer. And it's been amazing thing to watch it's been fantastic so joel can i just can i just stop you there please because one of the things that i've seen that has been happening while this has been going on tell us about the management uh, or you've got a, a few businesses coming together and sharing information what's been happening there yeah so we have so um we've got a number of um managers or business owners that have come together as a group and are sharing ideas that they've been pushing out to the wider wider public to help and um, it's been really interesting to watch. What, what had been happened in the first instance was we were all desperate, desperate to grasp the new legislation. That was our key concern was what are we going to have to deal with? And then once we got the legislation and we started to work through it, people very quickly started getting things organised in their businesses. And I think we have adapted really quickly. And if someone didn't know an answer to something, they got involved in the network and they got an answer fairly quickly. And that's been a massive benefit, is that sharing. And I think in terms of our businesses, we're just wanting to know about planning. We need to be able to plan. And that's why, um, you know, these guidelines coming out are so important because that's our next step. And that's also about giving our employees um, security and clarity around what's happening for them going forward because while we're dealing with um, landlords and tenants as as managers and business owners we're dealing with employees that they also are feeling very unsettled and um it's you know there's so many people impacted in this so for the managers and the owners they're wanting to look after their team and make sure their teams are in a good place to move forward when we're in a position to do that and um that's been very clear yeah Bendy, can I just turn to you now? I mean, you know, you, you, how many people are, I mean, who are you going to to get all this information and how many people are involved from the from the Real Estate Institute? Obviously, you're going to be leaning on Joe a bit with things like property management, but you've got to be all over everything. It must be very hard for you. Yeah, well, it's been a big team effort, I must say. Do you know what's really good about it is that um, we've worked with a lot of the industry as well on developing the guidelines and, you know, getting feedback because one thing is to develop things and the ministers can come up with things, but if it doesn't... If it doesn't, if it doesn't work practically, we, that's where it's really useful to involve industry. So I think that what's happened is we've had a huge amount of engagement. We've pulled everyone together, and I don't know if you saw that we didn't actually agree or align with some of the REA's views on um, where we're, you know, particularly with private viewings. Yeah. And so I think that it was really good that we all aligned together on that um, and really pushed a really good result with the ministers. So. I'm really proud of that work from from not only our team but the um, the industry how we really work together on that. So, look, I think the team's been flat out, and we're looking for probably launch for a weekend this weekend. But it's great, you know, it's a fantastic way of um, you know standing up for what we believe in. To making sure we've got very clear guidelines, making sure that we're actually pushing our um, our industry forward, our property management, sales, you know, even commercial sales and 
commercial leasing is really important as well. We push things forward so we can have business moving again. There's so many people that are impacted by this, but we can find a balance. We can find a solution that we can work in a safe manner. And that's what's really has been outstanding, the result, you know, in terms of a good result, a balanced result. Okay, okay. Yeah. What are you going to do at the end of this, Bindi? Are you going to take any time off and go and have a weekend away somewhere? Because you must be, uh, I mean, it's been, I mean, everyone's in the same boat, but, you know, yeah. I mean, you're heading the Institute. It's over 100 years of history. It's probably never had a crisis as big as this. I mean, do you actually sit back and go at sometimes, oh, my God, why is this landed on me? No, I love it. I love rising to the challenge of forging through this and helping. This is exactly why we're here. This is exactly why we are, um, you know, why, you know, an association is extremely important right now to support uh, the industry and profession as much as we can. And so I'm really proud of our team and how we've worked across with a a lot of people to really listen to the feedback, the voices, um, you know, what's going on out, um, you know, in the market, even healthy homes, huge issue at the moment. Yes. And RTA. So I think, um, you know, I think, I think this is where we've, um, you know, I think it's, it's really important that we've, we've really been supportive during this time. Yeah, yeah. Now, can we, if we turn away from COVID for the time no being, holiday, yeah, and, and we've got to, because I'm sure you've, you've, you've COVIDed out, I think we're all COVID out at the moment, and we're starting to yeah, get some, que- and we've got some questions coming in already. One of the things I want to turn to before we come to the uh, the questions from the audience. Now, the audience, if you please type in your questions, I'm aware that you can't see Bindi, we've got her on the phone, the webinar's full. We've had that many people enrol for it. so uh, And it is being recorded, so it will be sent out as a podcast later on. If you've got questions, please type them into your question box. We'll read them out. Please, Bindi is absolutely worked so hard. We don't want to questions about, oh, what are you doing with this minister? What are you doing with that minister? You know, just you know, we're trying to be a little bit more relaxed and lighthearted. She's been working bloody hard. What's happening with the conference, the Property Management Conference? Is that still uh, going ahead at the moment? Um, well, it's a really good question, and of course we want this to go ahead. Um, and I know that Jo's been working, maybe she can give an update in a second with the team to make sure that we can at least do something virtually as well. Um, and we're looking at all sorts of new things, and that's what probably the good thing that comes out of this is that we are looking at new ways to engage and get information out there and communicate. Um, and it's not always perfect, but we just, we're trying. So I think um, in answer to your question, we really want the Property Management Conference to continue. Um, however it continues we're not sure it depends on what happens with COVID we're hopefully past it by that stage um, yeah. but we are underca- undertaking some research and I think you know we'll, it definitely will we'll move ahead in some form of another isn't that right Jo? <laughs> yeah Jo yeah, yeah. So we've that scheduled for August, isn't it? So hopefully that, that that's still going to be able to go ahead. Now, in terms of the um, going on to the campaign that we saw launched last year, which we, which was really, you know, that got a lot of momentum going. The call for change before this COVID came on. Um, where were we with that, ladies? Bindi, maybe go to you first. Where were we with the call for change campaign? Is that still uh, in the minds of the Real Estate Institute heading into the election, if the election does go ahead this year? Yeah, of course. This is something that we will not give up on, and we have it for many years. And I guess what's been the priority at the moment is to support going forward with 
with COVID um, and get back on track, really, with that. But, look, it will happen in the background. We're always looking at, um, you know, I just had a really good conversation with Minister Woods the other day and um, we're talking to Minister Farfoy as well about, you know, um, how do we actually drive things um you know, forward with this as well. And look, they were really sympathetic to our, um, our needs. I just don't think oh, what we were campaigning for. And um, we had an incredible amount of support across the country as well. And but I think that what will happen is that, you know, they're really distracted now with um, COVID. Now they're coming up to election. So I'm not, you know, it's not on top of their agenda. Yeah. So yeah. that we will continue to make sure we, we people are still actually writing on the website about the particular circumstances. So it's really important that we keep accumulating this evidence of why we need this. Um, you know, that's that's critical. So don't we haven't given up. We will continue. Um, but let's get past this. First Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Crisis. Yeah. Okay. Now we've got a question coming in actually from um, from it's it's Samantha. I'm not not sure where where she is. And and Bindi, it, it's it's to you. So she's asking, yeah. where, where, how are you keeping in touch? I mean, have you got other family members in New Zealand, or is it just yourself and your New Zealand husband? So my family's based in Australia, and uh, you know that's that's a and we still contact each other quite a lot, and it's quite interesting that we've contacted so much more over this time yeah. because you can just get on a call and uh, FaceTime, and the technology is amazing these days. But yeah, I've got a lot of friends in New Zealand as well, and uh, well, um, not that I get to see them very much at the moment, but you know that it's just the same as probably most people really. I'm still friends in the UK, and um, just keep in contact when I can. Yeah, yeah. Joe, who's in your bubble, and and. and- and, you know, I mean, you've got a mother up who's in the far north, I understand. I've got a, um, a mother in her late 70s is in the far north, up in a place called Hobora. And what happened with me was my husband's business closed down. Oh. And so he headed to the far north uh, with Dole and Tom. And he's been up there um, and just keeping a check on my mum who's on her own. So I've been at home with my daughter. Um, but I've got to say, I probably speak to my husband and my mum more than ever. It's it is remarkable. You know, this is what we've got going in our household on a Friday night and we've got this after this. My parents in the UK, we end up playing Trivial Pursuit and we've got like a the, the, the camera on the board and the we're answering the questions and, and I've never spoken to them so much in bloody ages. It, it's it's so they're they're kind of they're, they're really enjoying it. Okay, so we've got some I mean, I've got to turn it back. Sorry, I've got a couple of questions. I've just got to ask. Um, this is from Melissa down in Christchurch. She's asking about, and she keeps going on at me, so I thought I'd better read it. Property managers around ingoing and outgoing inspections for vacant properties. Uh, Joe, I may direct that one at you. Uh, have you got any information yeah. on that as yet? Yeah, uh, if the property's vacant, I believe that, they're, and I'm talking the tenant has gone, yeah. Yes, she's just said yes, it's for an end goal. Yeah, okay. Um, then if you wear the protective PPE and you have hand sanitizer and wipes and you try not to touch anything inside, I don't see any reason why you can't safely undertake an outgoing inspection in a vacant property and you could potentially do your ingoing at the same time. The thing is not having contact with the outgoing tenant or the ingoing tenant. Right. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully that answers. She just said thank you. But question here, Bindi, which you may be able to answer. I don't know. Um, open homes for real estate. Do you think? Uh, do, do you think that they've gone? 
uh, are we going to see a, 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 a monumental shift in how we do real estate? That's a really good question. I, look, I don't know. I think that what's it's, what it's done is really opened up um, sort of new ways of doing things. I think private viewings, people by appointment will increase as well. I think that... I, I look, I think that open homes will probably come back once it's all safe and we're back to normality um, because they're a really efficient way for people to, to look at a property. Um, but I think that um, what's interesting, there's a lot of talk about, oh, do we always need to be on a Saturday? Do we always need to be on a um, yeah. Saturday? So I think what people are wanting is a little bit more flexibility and particularly people that are working really hard, um, they don't want to have to work all weekend either. So no. let's, let's open it up and be a bit more flexible um, around timing. So we can have a bit more of a life and manage things effectively as well. You know what, Ben? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, I think, Ben, I've always thought this, Ben, I think that when there's a public holiday, we, we shouldn't do open homes. So at Easter, there should be no open homes on an Easter Sunday. Anzac weekend, should be no open homes, or, or you know, like we've got now. And, and, and let the real estate agents actually, it's like an enforced break for them because they need it because otherwise they won't stop and um imagine imagine some of them secretly i mean i know they'll be chomping at the bit to get back in and, and start earning some money but imagine one or two of them probably enjoying a little bit of a break as well um so so joe just a question here at, at, at you if, if i may this is coming from down in, uh, from from christchurch around um student properties because viewing student properties has got to be very very difficult from now on isn't it because you know typically you get a lot of people coming into what's a student viewing what do you think the trends that you will see coming from that well obviously um there's time frames around student viewings as well and um my understanding as people start working on those are august september for the following january february so i think it's probably a little too soon to talk about how the viewings will play out. I mean, one would hope we're in a living people two by then. But it's just, I think that um, there will be practices in place through until the end of the year around keeping safe. Yeah. And there'll be guidelines that come out around that. I mean, we're already getting guidelines about um, restrictions on buildings or properties that are vacant and tenanted. So I think there will be guidelines, and I just don't think we'll go back to those mass viewings where 50 people turn up. I think we will change how we do the viewings. I think there'll be more vetting online of people just to ensure they're genuine and they want to come and look at it and they're suitable. Um, I think we'll start working smarter instead of the classic turn up and it's just chaos. We just can't have that in this environment any longer. So... I don't, I think what will change is how we deal with the volume. Mm. They'll still be viewing, but yeah. Yeah. Do you think that we're going to actually got to see? I mean, Bendy, can I ask you if you had to, would you rent or buy a house sight unseen? Would you trust the technology that we've got right now to actually sign a lease and go, yeah, I'm going to rent that? Well, I guess it depends. I mean, I guess it depends on the property as well, how old it is, and my particular circumstance, how long I'm going to stay there. Do I need to move my entire family and furniture to find out that's not really what we wanted? Um, so I think that it. Would depends on the circumstance 
And so, um, personally, I I want to see stuff. I want to make sure that everything's um, working and working order and, you know, the feel of the place and, um, you know, it's really important for me and the light and all of that stuff. But that's just, yeah, that's just personal. But, look, I find we're finding it with sales and property management as well that, you know, that's been a massive um, impediment in, um, I guess, over the lockdown period because of that inability to view a property but now that's going to open up it's really going to open up now um we've got we've got the green light to be able to at least do it in a um a safe manner so yeah. i think um you know we can start things moving again we yeah. can definitely yeah. look technology is amazing oh amazing. yeah 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 i mean like one company like goodwins i i, I work with and what they've been doing with uh, getting america's cup properties leased to people in America and and God knows what's going to happen with the America's Cup, hopefully it, it, it's all sorted out by then but they're, they're signing up all these leases obviously sight unseen and they're just doing it through all these 360 degree um, virtual walkthrough tours it, it's, we are now, everyone we're getting, we're getting lots of questions on things like inspections and viewings I can tell you now that guidelines will come out from the Real Estate Institute about that, they're still working through them so some of the questions that you've got to asking, they're not going to be able to answer, and and so I, I, I know that you're desperate to get all these questions asked around inspections. Just please bear with us. The Real Estate Institute will get you that information through. I'm sure um, by next week. Okay, nice. Yeah, no, no. It's, uh, I'll give you an update. Okay. Um, it's hopefully coming out. It's coming out as soon as possible today. Like we are working really hard to get this out so people can prepare for their businesses um, and get ready for next week. I mean, really, we're into level three from Tuesday, so we need to. So hopefully, um, it's really helpful. We've made it very um, straightforward and clear and broken it down into what happens before a viewing, during a viewing, after a viewing, or before a rental um, inspection. So it's really, you can lift and shift it, um, hopefully. Um, We've also provided lots of guidance around uh, sort of other areas um, sort of how to how to keep um, things safe as well. So, yeah. look, I think hopefully it's helpful. It's coming out today, and I must say the big thing about rental viewings, we do we do have confirmation that um, you know we can do them, but on very strict parameters um, like sales as well. So to to people bubbles a day yeah um you know so so it is restricted i know there's a lot of questions around that but at least we've got some movement there but lots of detail to come yeah yeah and i have to say the level of communication that's been coming from the real estate institute we see it all the day every day it's coming out it, it's fantastic it's it's really really good so keep up the good work guys now bendy questions come in completely different topic and this is what i like about this and i'm preferring these type of questions who's been the biggest outside of family who's been the biggest influence on your career Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. No, look, all right, I've got one. So I um, had was a privilege, had the opportunity to be on the board of the warehouse group as a future director. So it's pretty much like an apprentice, but you're, you're expected to sort of add value and learn as much as you can about being an board board member. And I had the privilege of working with Stephen Cecilia Tindall because he was um, he was the owner of the organisation and he was also on board. And I've never been more impressed with a man um, and family. The amount that he just provides to the community, the things that he gets done, um, the way that he's so humble, and I just I just have a huge amount of respect. And not only that, he's just was such a, um, a great mentor. Um, and even with this whole crisis, the amount of stuff that he's um, for the, the country 
um, to help. I'm just he's just a phenomenal man. So I think that's that's definitely up there. <laughs> yeah. And, and what about yourself, Joe? I mean, is the people that you've looked up to in your career, which have stood up, which have given you all that guidance? Because I mean, you've been in business a long time. You've bought businesses. You've sold businesses, and you're, and you're here now. Yeah. Who have been the main influences in your career? Probably for me, I've, I've had two um, property management companies. My first original employer, he, he, he was just an amazing a man called Bruce Day, and um, he had one of the first dependent real estate businesses in Hobsonby at the time, and he was just ahead of his time, you know, and he was one of these guys that had one of the first personalised number plates and... He was just a very humble person, but he was very smart with what he did with business, and it was all about people for him. And I think um, the other thing is, he was prepared to give people a chance. And for me, um, he believed in people. So he was um, someone that was, honestly, he passed not that long ago, but Mm. I remained in contact with him for, you know, the, the entire time from when I first started working for him as the receptionist slash cleaner, I will have you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was just a great person, a great mentor, and um, just straight up advice, no frogs. And um, his advice was really, you know, the harder you work, the luckier you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, we've got, we got some comments just coming in, random comments here. Tanya down in Palmerston North. Hi, Tanya, great for you to join us. And she's just reiterating that the, the, the fantastic that the Institute has kept you uh, up to date the way you've kept you up to date. So I'm sure it's, you know, it's good that you can hear that from, from the absolute coalface. Um, can, Joe, can I ask, you know, <laughs> what because we want to grow membership within the Real Estate Institute in terms of property managers. I mean, can you, how much does it cost? Cost for membership for for you know for offices for individuals. Um, what are the type of things that you're offering for them? Yeah, so I think the, the big challenge we find is that a lot of companies belong to the real estate institute, but they forget about their property manager. And um, so the updates go through to the business owners and the managers, but the property managers don't benefit from those regular updates and legislative changes and legal advice um, and forms and templates. And if your office has already joined, it's as little as $19 a month Mm. if you're a property manager to be a member. So if you're wanting those updates, if you're wanting a sounding board to be involved in everything that we're working through, I think it's important to talk to your managers and say, hey, you know, could you join me on, on the property management side of things? Because it's not a big ask if you're already a member. Yeah. And um, we find that it's just overlooked. It's not intentional. It's just often overlooked. Um, and once they start getting those up, it's great because they can inform the rest of their team. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... Bindi, I mean, when you, you appointed or when you, you the decision was made to get like Joe on board, because we've never seen that before. This was clearly a focus for you to grow property management and to put more emphasis onto property management. Why was that? And because and, you've seemed to have done, and this is not belittling previous CEOs. I mean, there's been some excellent CEOs. I mean, when I was on the committee, we had Helen O'Sullivan. I thought she was fantastic. But you've got more impetus. Why is that? But it's really from the feedback, just listening to people um, across the country in terms of property management. And 
I think that when we also, when I came into the role, I did some research as well just to get some feedback so we get got some robust um, information as well. And, you know, this is one of the key things, that we they really wanted more support, they wanted more information, they wanted to be um, more of a community across uh, property management. And I felt that we were really in a really good place for that, to support and help. So it's not around, I mean, although we'd love more people to be members, it's not about that. It's really just making sure that the property managers understand how important we believe that they are and the significant amount that they do for um, a lot of people out there and the hard work that they do mm. um, is makes a big difference to a lot of people. And so we wanted to provide that support. And that's why we brought Jo on. Jo is a fantastic um, ambassador because of her a, a knowledge and a support network as well. Um, she's doing a great job and she's really helping pull that community together as well to make sure we're really the, the listen to what we can do and it's not easy sometimes as I think lots of conversations with Joe about you know it's not easy sometimes so we're really focused on um, you know helping where we can but also uh, you know um, having some strong leadership as well on things that we really care about yeah. so RTA for instance healthy homes all of this um, regulation and um, all of this stuff we felt really strong about but we need um, some, some really good support, not only with Joe, but also um, our members as well, to make this happen. It's just, it will happen if we've got more support. Yeah, yeah that Joe, you're getting big praises there from the boss. That's nice to hear on a Friday <laughs> afternoon with a, glass of, with a glass of champagne, isn't it? You know, it's, it's lovely to hear. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, so a few other questions coming in. Uh, what can property managers do to support Joe and the Real Estate Institute? That's a great question from Shadi, who is actually our guest on Wine Time next week. So what can property managers do? Yeah. What do you want from property managers, Spindy, Joe? Joe, we'll go to you first. Yeah, um, we want to hear what they're struggling with. Uh, we want them to share with what the issue is. The interesting thing with property managers is that generally we share a lot in common, we have the same issues. So if we can hear from everyone, we can start working through that, try to find solutions, um, if it's more education and training. Um, what we've found through the COVID situation is that it's broken down the back, what I call the, the corporate style. We've become more personalised with our clients and what we found out very quickly was those that are great communicators are going to come through this a lot better than those who, who can't communicate that well. And as an industry, um, with the group that we, we've been talking with and working with, we were looking for practical um, solutions to problems. So we came together and we shared ideas. That's what we need from our members. Share with us the things that you're concerned about, the things that you feel there's gaps in your learning, um, things we can do to support you in the industry. We want to be the voice when you feel things aren't right at government level, but you need to feel you can share with us. And, and we're there. We're there with that support and we're definitely listening. I mean, because, I mean, Bindi, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. I mean, you know, property managers, we're, 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 there's a bit more substance about us. Who do you prefer dealing with? You know, are you allowed to say the property managers, the sales teams? <laughs> Oh, what? You're asking me to choose? Sales and property managers. Oh my god! Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I know. 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 I
So, so I mean, if we could just turn on sales for a moment, Bindi. I mean, because I mean, it's, I'm not going to make any predictions on what's going to happen. But what what have been hearing? What's the feedback you've been getting from the sales uh, aspects of your membership? Because they must be really concerned with with you know not being able to transact, and it must be a big relief for them to get back underway again next week. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's back on the way, but in a very kind of restricted fashion. So um, it's really restricted to two viewings a day. So, but, you know, it's better than nothing. And um, hopefully that will help a lot of people because I know that they've just been called by so many vendors and people wanting to buy as well, um, inundated. And, you know, this is really important. That's, this is why we tried so hard to get things back on, you know, mood because there are just people that are even forced to sell at the moment. And, you know, we need to, we need to help. Otherwise, we can um, we end up in you know quite a negative situation in the country. But and also, it's important to get the economy moving back um, and get back on track in terms of the economy with the housing market. We're probably going to see quite a big um, change or no, big quite a big impact over the next obviously over April. Mm. Uh, but you know the, the most important thing is we start moving ahead. We will get back. We will um, it will pick up again. Um, I have no doubt about that. And the fact that the LBRs were completely abolished for a year, well, we're looking at doing yeah. that. They're looking at doing that, is a huge indicator of how we need to really kickstart um, and support the housing market uh, going forward as well. So, you know, I just think, um, and the amount of money that the government is supporting business and industry with, I think, um, hopefully, it will um, at least support some of the impact of COVID. But yeah. look, it will. It will, it will get back. It will be fine. Yeah, I think I do. I do think that. I mean, personally, I mean, I think our prime minister's done a a wonderful job. I know not everybody thinks this because of the impact it's had on small business, but I mean, my opinion was on this is that you know, if we hadn't done the lockdown at some point, if it really gone bad in New Zealand, well, we would have had a sustained lockdown at some point. It would have been inevitable. So going hard and going early, I think, has benefited us, and we're probably in a good position. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, can you explain? Someone just said, Joe, can you just, or maybe even Ben? No, we'll go to Joe for this one. Can you explain the two viewings per day? Someone just wants clarification on what that actually means. You know, in, in terms of how many people you can take through the property. Um, so, from a rental point of view, that means if you have a property that needs tenanted, whether it's um, vacant or tenanted, you can do two viewings per day. And that property, however, it needs to be subject to tenant approval. The tenant would need to be off-site while you were doing that inspection. So and I, my understanding is, and there's more guidelines to come, that you can have two people from a bubble plus the property manager on-site for that viewing. Right. But it's only to a day that particular property. And there's no one allowed in the property. There's no one allowed. It's got to be an empty property, correct? Yeah, for tenant for, 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 for tenanted properties. If it's tenanted, it has to be with the tenant approval. With the tenant's approval. But sorry, Bindi, what I'm saying is does the tenant it, does the tenant have to leave the house while the, the viewings? The tenant needs to stand outside. The tenant needs yes. to stand outside. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So the, so it's around. This is around contactless um, ways of doing things. So no one can touch things. It's you know it's going to be really um, tightly held by the property manager to make sure that they do um, you know abide by safety. There's a lot of practices that they need to do. There's only two viewings per day, um, and two people in that bubble can come and see the property. It's all very um, vetted as well. Just to make, and it's all, we've got tracing that's required, tracking people so look there's some clear criteria but the good news is that we can actually facilitate this in a safe manner yeah yeah now i've got a question i'll just um i'll i'll, I'll answer this as best as i can um around essential just basic maintenance whether that's going to be available allowed to be done at level two um i mean i'm suspecting that will be okay have you heard anything from that guys are we just not that far down the path yet to be thinking of that joe i'll probably put that one to you at level two, given if we think about the fact that a lot of contractors are going back to work, mm. I would assume at level two, maintenance is okay, subject to the maintenance person having strict um, self-distancing, uh, safety and hygiene um, rules for their own business. So at level two, I would say going back to standard maintenance is potentially okay. Okay, okay. So I've got a question here from... Um, what is he, Stuart? Stuart, and all where Stuart is, he's down in in Nelson somewhere. So, uh, Joe, this is a question aimed at Joe. Joe, is it so right about the communication we have asked all our PMs to use phone calls instead of emails and texts, and the response has been amazing? So, I think what Stuart's trying to emphasise the point there is to uh, you're, you're advocating using the phone. Yeah, I think, I think that's one of the things that's come out of this as a little gold nugget. I think for the first time in a long time, a lot of property managers have had time, because time is a big thing for property managers, as yeah. you know, yeah. to sit down and actually check or call their tenants to check in on them. I know that a number of organisations um, started implementing in the first week, let's touch base with every one of our clients, landlord or tenant, and it's not about asking about the rent, it's about asking if they're okay. Okay. And that was a massive hit because it was that human touch. It was genuine. It showed empathy. And I think we forget that. I think we file off emails and we forget. Actually, it might be just as easy to pick up the phone and ring and say, oh, yeah. um, about the situation, you know? Yeah. So I think we've learned that that might be going backwards a little bit in terms of technology, but we need to do more of that communication. That style of communication where we actually talk to someone because it's easy to misinterpret the tone of an email sometimes. Yeah, I mean, listen, listen, Joe, I'll tell you this. I mean, I do this with a lot of my coaching. I'd say it's when I'm doing the training. People do business with people they like. And that comes from a book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which is, it must be about 80, 90 years old now. And I think that's more relevant now than, than, than ever before. And the fact that you're dead right, the companies that we've seen and talked to, the property managers have just been on the phones. And it's been it's been refreshing. And they're actually building a relationship with, with tenants and landlords. Um, um, and I think a lot. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of the feedback that I've got is that landlords have been very, very, very responsive. Uh, question here, Bindi, if I can direct this one at you about the media. Um, do you think that property management gets a fur crack in the press in the media? 
Yeah, I do. We've done a lot around, um, well, if you're talking about what Ryan's is doing in terms of that's what I probably can speak to, um, we're doing a huge amount in terms of um, the media. Uh, so we've done a lot of campaigning around the call for change, the RTA, we've had a healthy homes one the other day, um, we linked in with um, obviously right on the back of Judith's announcement around RTA as well. So look, we are out there advocating a lot in the media. I do probably you know, a few radio interviews a week on yeah. pro- you know, specifically on property management. So I do feel in terms of that space, but I can't account for everyone else. I think I think what they're getting at is like some property managers feel like they're victimised unnecessarily so in, in the press. So yeah. that's what I think that yeah, the, the, exactly. the, they're getting at. So, I mean, do you think the press sometimes refer to our industry or do you think that they, you know, because they're always going to push the boundaries for the clickbait? <laughs> what will happen is it comes very clearly if someone's not abiding by the rules um and so i think that the media is very on top of anything that's you know no if someone's not doing things right or treating people properly so i think i don't think that anyone's got anything against property managers because i think people really realize what the important role that they play for the country is um what i do know is that if, if you if you do do if you're not doing the right thing you do you know they do love they do pick up on it very quickly um yeah. And so that's you know that's media for you, yeah. um, but we should we should be doing the right thing. Um, but David, you know I need to go. I'm so sorry. I need that's to okay. Come guidelines out. I'm so honoured to be involved, but I really have got um, to get this stuff out. I know. Everyone. I know. Um, so everyone, I mean, thank just you so thank you so much for joining us, Bindi, and uh, thanks for everything thank you. you've done for the industry and keep up the great work. Okay. Uh, all right. so, and Joe's going to stay. All right, you will so do. Thank you. All right. Okay. Good okay, as gold. Bye. Bye. Alright, so, so Joe, you're still here with your champagne, yeah? Absolutely. Oh, good on you, Joe. Good on you, Joe. Okay, so we've got some questions coming in. Um, yeah, this is Steve, and I think Steve's based up in Rotorua. Um, Joe, is there a link regarding joining the property management group? Cheers. Suggest you provide a free bottle of wine for any new members. P.S. Not the cheap stuff. <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I think he's looking to join. So he's lo- he wants information about joining. So so where, where can people go to find that information? Um, he could email me directly okay. at jrayrhymes.co.nz. Okay. And, and, and it's R-A-E. Yeah, R-A-E. And, and, and he's obviously after a bottle of wine there as well. Thank you. Got to run. Okay. So some people have got to go. Okay. I'm all right. So, Joe, I mean, look, what, what do you think of the big lessons that, you know, that have, or what do you think the future trends for our industry are uh, coming out of this crisis? Because, I mean, I mean, business is never quite going to be the same again, is it? It's not. And I think what we've learned is we can effectively work remotely. I think um, some people may look at their work premises now and think um, potentially do we need that much event. I think we'll think uh, a lot more around videoing properties that we've got to rent that are vacant. Um, The other thing is, I think that we've picked up on that communication thing really well. One of my huge concerns and and a worry is someone in the industry was with this legislation, we are smack bang in the middle of a tenant and an owner who are potentially both going through a personal crisis. Yeah. We had the responsibility of negotiating with both of them to try and get 
a suitable outcome that was never going to be the best outcome for everyone. And that was a massive responsibility. And we still have it, and we know it's ongoing. I think that we've learned that we can adapt and change quickly. And sometimes it's about a practical solution. We have the legislation, but if you can talk people through things and show empathy, often you can move things along without it getting into the messy stage. So I think we've learned we need to sharpen up with our communication. We can work remotely. Um, possibly we don't need big, huge offices, although the commercial people won't like me saying that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I've noticed that some people work better remotely. Okay. That's suited to some personalities. You know, your people that balance your accounts who might find all the distraction going on while they're trying to balance their trust account for, you know, 1,500 rent payments, they may prefer to work in their quiet space at home. Mm. There are people that different personalities like the quiet and the private, but still can um, work proactively. In fact, some of them have increased their productivity. So we've got to consider flexibility. You know, I think that traditional model of working in the office, I think that's gone. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people have started flexi time and and, um, working from home, but I actually think this is connected that in now for people that are um, growing their businesses and looking at options because employees will have a few choices in property management around different environments and I think we've got to tailor make them. Unfortunately, you were talking about sales working weekends. Property managers, notorious, phone on, day and night. Yeah. Can't stop looking at their email if it's a Sunday and we burn out. Yeah. We've got to start putting boundaries back in our lives. Um, and often, I mean, I've told people sometimes put a message on their phone that these are the hours I work unless it's an emergency. You know, I'll be back to you when I can. Put some boundaries in place. You know, it can wait, can't it, Joe? It, it it can wait, and and I always think that a lot of this is around. A first of all, it's 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 tenants education at the sign up and making sure that if you've got a really good digital platform, a good website where they can get the resources, where they don't have to phone the property manager, um, and 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 that goes a long way to helping. Because you're right, you know, if you're answering the phone twenty four seven, you just you burn out. You can't do it for. You can't phone up a lawyer uh, on a on a Sunday afternoon at two o'clock. You know you, you can't do that type yeah. of stuff. All right. Um, we've got some comments here from Liz down in Dunedin. We have seen some amazing owners offering rent reductions without being asked, and some tenants actually saying, "Hey, we're fine. Thanks, but we don't need it." Liz, that's a common thing that I'm hearing. We've got a question here from Joe down in Nelson. Ninety day notice already given. Now we have to wait to the 26th of June to then give another 90 days notice. Is there a likelihood that this will change? Landlords now face 180 days for the possession of the property. I think that's a good question. Joe, can you, um, you know, give yeah. a, a guidance um, there? Well, you know that the government has reserved the right. The government has reserved the right to extend the initial three-month period. Yeah. But at this stage... Um, the earliest you can look to give that 90-day notice is the day after the three-month period ends. Um, it's the same for everyone. Yeah. There's a bit of a... Um, and I've got this little bit of a hunch, Joe, and I'm a bit nervous about it because they're pushing through this RTA amendment <laughs> bill. You know what I'm coming... You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. They're pushing this RTA amendment bill through. 
Now, is there, do you think there's a risk, do you think there's a possibility that they could try and get this through so it actually sits at the back of Schedule 5, the COVID emergency one, and when that expires, we've now got another piece of legislation, meaning the 90-day notice may already have gone. Do you think, am I being a little bit too sceptical there, and, and or, or do you think there, there could be... Um, I, look, I would hate to think that this government would use the COVID-19 situation to short-circuit uh, legislation. I would really hate to think that. Mm. Although um, you have made an old submission yeah. in terms of the RTA bill, we have got an old submission on Wednesday next week at 9am. And for those that are listening, you can actually watch those online and they're quite interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am a little bit nervous that this could be pushed ahead a little bit sooner than we were expecting. We have openly gone to the media to say we do not feel it's the right time for the RTA amendment bill process to go ahead. We believe there's too much uncertainty. Um, to take away everything else other than mental health uncertainty. Mm. We don't know how the impact of this is going to play out in the next six months with everyone. You know, people show their stress differently. So we have gone out, as I said, publicly and said we don't agree with it. It is also now part of our old submission mm. say that we don't agree with it in front of that committee. Right. So, Joe, we've come to five. It's just gone five o'clock. So, listen. We know that you've been you and Bendy. I mean, you've been absolutely phenomenal on the way that you've you've led this team and, and led the industry. So, thanks on behalf of the members and not just the members of the property of the Real Estate Institute. Uh, yes, that's on Parliament TV. By the way, we've got to ask him about how you can watch the oral submissions. You can. I do think you can actually go to Parliament TV and watch it, uh, and you can watch other submissions throughout the day um, if you have a code for that day alright so everyone's just saying thank you very much uh, Joe um, you're a bit of a Bob Marley fan I believe I, I love Bob Marley now David can I just share one more thing yes of course you can listeners? of course you can because this is just, I'm just going to share this because it's coming out you can't do routine inspections at level 3 I know that's the question right okay you can't yeah. do them at level 3 you, so you can't there you go and you I cannot you, we, I'll just, you cannot do routine inspections at level three. And you, you look, the, the thumbs up, the thank you, all of a sudden the question board has gone absolutely nuts. Everyone's going, thank God for that. Thank you. Great clarification. All right. Um, so that's great. So you can't do inspections at level three. What about Zoom inspections? So I think what Karen is asking, can you do a remote inspection, the tenant do it? I don't think that's an issue so long as the tenant's comfortable with it, Karen. I know a number of properties managers have been doing that and that's a good way of just getting through those because we've got to, you obviously got to have a big backlog um once this is is has ended um so joe and, and just thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure to have you on board uh today and to bindi um if anyone got any questions they can email you any particular questions on on uh Questions that I want to know about membership. Love to talk to you about it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Well done. All right. Okay, Bindi. Uh, Bindi, she's gone. Okay, Joe. Thank you so much. Um, this is one of your favourite songs, is it? I unbelieved. I understand. Could this be a lot? Could... All right. Thank you, Marie. Enjoy your Friday. Make sure you pay respects tomorrow for Anzac Day, and we'll see you soon. In...
the near future. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. All right.